Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. at sunburymotors.com. We now bring in the biggest fan of Aaron Boone for his rant of the day. No, no, senor! No, senor! Yeah, that's, that's the furthest thing from the truth right now after this disaster of a start to the second half of the season. But that's not what I had on my mind, actually. So when we were talking about Greg Sankey and his press conference yesterday at SEC Media Days, one thing that stood out to me that's kind of got me fired up a little bit that just I think is totally tone deaf and for this for what's been happening lately with the NCAA and NIL. And he said that it's up to Congress about <clears throat> fixing NIL. Does he not understand what's happening here? First of all, this that was his prime opportunity to go after the incompetent NCAA who refuses to grow a set of goyuns and try to actually assert themselves and set their own rules instead of relying on the government. And what of Pennsylvania's representatives today go after the SEC for how they've been handling certain things, which he doesn't even know what he's talking about, which is, again, is another example of... Politics and sports shouldn't mix. This is an NCAA issue to take control of with the NIL because, yes, states are going to be different, and they are different, as we talked about yesterday. But this is an NCAA issue. Don't be relying on the government because it just makes things more complicated and convoluted than it needs to be. And that was his perfect moment to go after him, and he didn't do it. Well, okay, I I see your point, but... Your point becomes invalid because the NCAA won't do anything about it, right? That's where you that's where you lose your point. You lose your point because the NCAA won't. Okay. Do no, I, 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 I get that. And right? I guess it's so kind now, of beating a dead so horse. Now, so now you need to have either collective bargaining, right, and and. I don't think schools want to go in that direction no. because when you're doing collective bargaining, that then takes us in the takes us down the road to student athletes being employees. And I think that would and, make things worse too. And they and they don't want and that's something else that they don't want to see happen. Uh, and that is uh, and that's why. 
you're seeing somebody like him lean more toward the government. Now, I don't know personally. Do I want the federal government involved in this? No, I don't. But in the end, there has to be some solution. And if that is the last solution available, then you have to go with it because there has to be a solution. Um, and the problem is, I think, that it may end up being the last, like the last solution standing. He made the point, and it's a point I do agree with because it's a point that has been um, brought to me when I've talked to him. And look, I talk to a lot of student athletes, obviously, and various topics come up. You know, the, the story I told about Adrian Amos and Pell Grants and sending money home because at that time in his life, his parents, you know, you know, family needed it. Family needed it at that time. So that's why. Well, okay. Um, and one of the conversations has been about being, being employees. I've never had any athlete come up to me saying, yeah, I'd like to be an employee of the place. No, they have not. I think they want the benefits of being there without... Um, without being uh, an employee. And that's where, if you're going to do collective bargaining, are they technically now employees of the institutions? Which also means, guess what they can do when they do that? They can then, as a unit, go on strike. It's not a perfect solution. But when he's talking about the federal government being involved, that's the NCAA stance anyway, because they're not going to do anything about it. So what are, what are his options as he sits there and talks about how to do this? And the options are... I think there are two primary options, and one of them, I, it's a road that I think they're very hesitant to go down, and that's, that's the negotiating collective bargaining. Which then leaves the federal government. What was it? Ronald Reagan said the nine most dangerous words are I'm from the government. I'm here to help. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> oh, my almighty! <laughs> like, oh, boy. I don't, I don't feel so good anymore. <laughs> uh, but in the end... While it's not the way I would, uh, I would like to avoid, it may be in the end the only way to go. But there has to be a solution. You've got to put parameters on this darn thing. You need to.
How you do that? Well, as I said, there's only one way to, only a couple ways to go here, and that's one of them. Oh, well. Now, of course, it gave you something to yell about. Absolutely. You're good at that. How about Shoei Otani last night, huh? Wasn't that great? No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! Boy, it's amazing what happens when your stars play. It is, actually, yeah. Speaking of which, where's your guy? How's he doing? Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Growing more impatient by the minute. Last I read, August 1st was the absolute earliest he would be back. But at the same time, he alone is not going to fix all the Yankees' problems. This team is going nowhere. They are a boring team to watch. How much are the Orioles paying their people? Yeah, yet they're, what, half a game out of first place, I think? Yeah. yeah. Wild card leader by five and a half games. Yeah, it's not acceptable for the Yankees. It's, it's, the Yankees have a payroll that's $210 million higher than the Orioles. Hmm. I wonder which one of the two spent their money wisely. Hmm. Hence why I think it might be time for the Yankees to clean house. You want to get rid of all the players? And the general manager and the manager, yeah. What about the players? They're the ones that, not, that aren't playing well. They're the ones. You got rid of the hitting coach, and you went from 231 to 231. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, I would like to say I would like. I, I don't know why. I think it's, now this is a perfect time to officially say goodbye in DFA Josh Donaldson. Now that he's injured yet again for the millionth time for running up the bases, I would love to say goodbye to John Carlos Stanton, but I know that's not going to be possible because that's a lot of dead money. But I mean, that's that's really what needs to be on these guys. These are the guys that are dragging this team down. <sighs> Just checking. So, yeah, absolutely. It's not just the front office. It's not just Aaron Boone. There's some players that the Yankees need to move on from, too, and plenty of them, in fact. So here we are right now. Where are where are we with um, the season at this point? Uh, and we'll get to Shohei Otani here at some point in the show because I am, if I'm running the Angels, I do not in any way, shape, or form want to move him okay and because there's a history of moving players like this and you get nothing in return well we got prospects that's great a bunch of guys that have never done it before right it's the moves many times it's the moves you don't make 
that are successful versus the moves that you do make because you're trying to show everybody you're doing something. Really? Okay. Look, we're doing something. Okay. Um, but I don't move Otani. That's me. I'm, I would roll the dice on him being a free agent. I'd roll it. So Tampa Bay, which has not been playing well lately, they lead the Orioles now by a game. Toronto's five and a half back, Red Sox eight back, Yankees are now nine back. Twins are the only team in the Central over 500. Cleveland's a game and a half back, Detroit five back, White Sox eight back, Royals are 21 back. Texas leads the West, and they've also won four in a row which in the American League is the uh, longest winning streak equal to the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. They lead the Astros by three and a half, the Mariners by eight, the Angels are nine back. Oakland is 31 and a half back. The Braves have been the best team in the National League, period. Uh, 30 games over 500, 10 up on the Marlins, 10 and a half up on the Phillies. Get to them in a second. Mets 18 and a half back, Nationals 24 back. Central, the Brewers lead it by two over the Reds. Cubs are eight and a half back, Pirates 11 back, Cardinals 11 back. Dodgers lead the West by two over the Diamondbacks. The Giants are just two and a half back, Padres are 10 back, talk about overspending. And Colorado 19 games back, but just took two out of three from the Yankees. Wild card, nationally the Giants lead it. Half game better than the D-backs and then the Marlins. The Phillies are only a half game out of the wild card right now. A half game. That's it. They've won three in a row. They're a half game back in the wild card. The Reds are two back in the wild card. Padres eight back. American League, the Orioles are five and a half up on the field in the wild card and only a game back in the East. Toronto's a game back in Houston in the Red Sox are next a game and a half back. The Yankees are two and a half back. Mariners four and a half back. The Angels are five and a half back. Cleveland six back. So that's where we are right now on July the 18th. But the Phillies have put themselves back in the thick of it. Again, they've won three in a row, seven of the last ten. They're now over 500 both at home and on the road. Big series with the Brew Crew tonight, too. Yeah, I mean, they've got them coming up. Three games in Philadelphia uh, tonight, tomorrow, and then the game on Thursday afternoon, getaway day. So big games, two teams. I mean, I think the Brewers are only, they're one game up in the win column, or even in the loss column with the uh, with the Phillies, but the difference is the Brewers are in the in a different division, and right now they're the division leaders. So in the wild card race, it's it's wouldn't even be a factor. But the Phillies are playing better. There's no getting around. Schwarber's still hitting home runs. Yeah, pitching's been better. Uh, now we've got Neil today. So in the final hour. We get the last hour open, right? Of course, isn't until Thursday, right? 
Chris is, is tomorrow. Yeah, Chris Max tomorrow. And then, yeah. then Ben May is Thursday, Phil Steele on Monday. Yep. Okay. So, and Neil's not until 2.35 today. So in the next hour, starting at 1.35, we're going to open up the phone lines and broach the topic in which Matt Catrillo sliced, diced, and crushed <laughs> Larry Anderson yesterday. Took him to the woodshed, right? Told the world that he just doesn't belong on the Phillies broadcast anymore. So, I want your opinion. You're the listener. What do you think? Does Larry need to go, or is this another one of the Matt rants <laughs> that just needs to go to the trash heap of life? There we go. I like it. The fans will determine whether your rant belongs over at the Waste Management or whether your rant is that slice of gold. But I want to know what the fans think. You're the ones that listen. What do you think? Should Larry Anderson, do you like Larry Anderson? On the Phillies broadcast. Is he your kind of guy? Remember, Matt adores John Sterling. We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Great to be with you on this Tuesday. Neil Kulong in the next hour. This hour, we will deal with Matt's usual off the rail rants. <laughs> Yesterday, he decided to backhand Larry Anderson. So the number is 570 570-743-9565. 570-743-9565. 570-743-9565. 570-743-9565. Do you agree with this rant? So let's start it out with this email we got from Jesse. I listen to the podcast on the iHeart app, usually the next day. While Matt's rants are usually off the wall, talk I always love when the audience has a really great feel for the show. <laughs> While Matt's rants are usually off the wall, and I can't wait for Steve to hose him down with some common sense. <laughs> His take on Larry Anderson, though, is spot on. All right. I don't mind his getting on the umpires or players when they deserve it. But the last couple of seasons, since Kevin Franston left, the cheering and clapping has gotten annoying. The Phillies can do better, and the fans deserve better. This coming from a guy who has been listening on the radio from 2004 when I got my first radio of my own until the Harrisburg area lost its last radio station to carry the Phillies. I now listen nightly on the MLB app. That's all for now, Jesse. So Jesse, who has a good feel for the show, I can tell, 
<laughs> he does, yes. Also, when it comes to this one, is with you. That too much clapping, too much cheering, and it is not what he wants on his broadcast. Chalk one up. There we go. So let's find out what the rest of you think. Right? Jesse has set the tone. I also got a text from Doug who says he just likes anything that goes into the waste management dump that has your name on it. Okay, so. <laughs> oh, my almighty! That's, that's, what he, that's what he wrote. <laughs> I don't make that out when I didn't make that one up. So, but I want to know what uh, what you think. Matt thinks that Larry Anderson needs to go. Do you think Larry Anderson is your cup of tea on the Phillies broadcast? Or is it time? All right. Is it time? 570-743-9565. And we will discuss what your thoughts are. Jesse's already weighed in. Jesse says he is with Matt on this one. And I can tell by the tone of the email, it pained him to agree with you. <laughs> but I appreciate it. I just sense like you felt like you went to the dark side. <laughs> Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Doug... Didn't want to go to the dark side. Appear to be anti-anything when it comes to you. But what do you think, Phillies fans? He's the guy you have to listen to all the time. I mean, obviously, Scott Fransky is universally respected. And it's not that Larry's not respected. But there is also... Sometimes there is a shelf life as he reached the shelf life. And I think that's exactly it because I grew up when I was getting into baseball. I, I watched, of course, I watched the Yankees, but I watched the Phillies telecast all the time. And it, when it was him and Wheels and Harry Callis. And I thought the three of them were great. I thought Larry Anderson was great. Now, he was, he was always critical a lot, but he did it in a way that made it flow with the broadcast and it made sense because it was warranted. But now I just think it's gone a little over the top, and it's time to go. But you and but see the difference is you enjoy wanting people fired. You take great pleasure in it. I just call it like I see it. <laughs> oh come on! But do the fans agree with you? Are they on your side? Is this what they want? Now, as far as John Sterling goes, I love the man, but I clearly he's seen he's seen his heyday, and I wouldn't mind the change, only because too, I like his looks like his probable replacement, Justin Shackle, who also fills in occasionally on Yes, doing the uh, the clubhouse reports and stuff. 
I think he's excellent. And I, I actually heard him fill in for John one time on a road trip that he didn't do, and I thought he was excellent too. So I think the Yankees got a good air pair once John Sterling officially hangs it up. So I did want to put that out there too. I've heard him. He's 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 good. I mean, not awesome and incredible, but he's good. Um And then I'll give you another here's another slice of uh, Penn State news when it comes to announcers. Okay. And we'll credit statecollege.com with it. As you know, I, I you know, usually I mean, I'll freely admit this is a couple months old, but it, it's come out today on statecollege.com. They uh in Beaver Stadium, they're going to go with two public address announcers. One's going to do commer- the, the commercial reads and the upcoming sporting reads. The other one's going to do the game. And the two are going to be Rodney Martin and Joe Putnam. Um, and Joe Putnam is, of course, with the Spikes. We've had Joe on the show a lot of times. Uh, he also has done public address duty for duties for Penn State baseball, other sports as well, uh, you know, lacrosse, things like that. Uh, and I think field hockey, too, I think. And is the color analyst for the Lady Line Basketball Radio Network. Rodney Martin is the public address announcer for... The Icers at Pagula and has been that way since 2013. I mentioned Rodney on the show several times um, about how good I think he is. Uh, and he's been the Spikes public address announcer the last uh, two seasons. Uh, two really great down-to-earth pros. Um, and as Putnam said in the article, Joe said, I can't think of a better person to be teaming up with on this adventure than Rodney Martin. Anyone who's been to a Penn State hockey game at Pagula Ice Arena or a Spice game at Medler Field or Bronto Park knows how Rodney's distinctive voice can fill the arena or ballpark with energy, and that's going to be more evident in Beaver Stadium. Uh, Martin is going to take care of the announcements related to the game, such as down distance and scoring. Putnam will fill in during media timeouts, halftime, and pregame for announcements, commercial reads, and other public address duties unrelated to the action on the field. Rodney Martin said, Beaver Stadium is such an iconic venue and has some incredible moments over the years. To be able to be a part of one of the best atmospheres in college sports is certainly an honor. I'm equally excited and nervous to get it underway. And I've talked to Rodney about this. I mean, I've talked to Rodney and Joe about it. They're both really excited. But at the same time, they also know there's 110,000 people here. Now, Guido D'Elia is the lead on all this. Um, and Rodney said it's, it's been great working with Guido. He is a definite, excuse me, he has a definitive vision for how game day should run. I can assure you that is true. <laughs> that is true. We and I have had a lot of talks over the years. But he is still open to suggestions and working with everyone. It certainly is a team effort. All the folks involved 
in producing a Penn State football game are engaged in trying to make it the best it can be. I'll give you another person who's important, too, and that's Dana Krause in helping make this happen. Um, as Joe Putnam said, it's amazing to me that I've been able to go from being born just down the street from Beaver Stadium at Mountain Eddy Medical Center and growing up in Belfont to being on the public address and radio microphones for some of the more memorable moments and days in Happy Valley sports history. I cannot tell you how excited I am to feel the energy of 108,000-plus fans at Beaver Stadium as we open the microphones on September 2nd. So that's going to be, it'll be Rodney Martin and Joe Putnam as the public address announcers in Beaver Stadium. as Ben Jones from statecollege.com. Put that story out today. Okay? All right. And yeah. So there we go. And uh So that's that's one that's been very um uh, it's drawn a lot of interest. I mean it's I'll say it's drawn a lot of interest um because Dean has been there for what twenty three seasons he's done it. And um and so it's going to be different. Uh as I've told Many people, when it's been brought up to me, and, I've, and believe me, this team and the season and other things have been brought up to me exponentially more than this has. But it's not like it hasn't been brought up to me because it has. Uh, and people have asked me about it, and I said, look, I said, I can't even remotely comment on what kind of job uh, that um, that any public address announcer does in a game I'm doing. I couldn't tell you in a million years that the Rose Bowl guy was any good. I could not tell you in a million years uh, if the NCAA tournament guy in Des Moines was any good. And the same thing at home. Why? Because... When they're talking, I'm talking. Or if I'm not talking, Jack's talking or Dick Girardi's talking and I'm listening to them. So I don't, I'm the last person I'm the last person to ask about it because I'm the one that's actually not listening to them. And that's what I've told everybody the entire time. I said, so I said, I have no idea how good Dean was. And I mean, I can tell you about Rodney and I can tell you about Joe because, you know, I've gone to hockey games, Rodney and same thing with the spikes. because they get the middle three innings off? Does a great job. And when I've heard Joe, same thing. Great job. But if it's a game I'm announcing, I couldn't tell you in a million years how good the public address announcer is. 
because I'm either speaking when they're speaking or my broadcast partner is speaking when they're speaking and I'm listening to them. So I'm sure these two guys will do a great job. And knowing them as well as I do, I know they really, really want to do well. All right, Matt chimes in. Larry Anderson isn't bad when it's a legit gripe, but when it's not, he's obnoxious. Also, Matt, did the suit send you the videos of Aaron Judge taking a peek at last year at the All-Star game? No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! I'll have to check on that. Aaron Judge was as active at this year's All-Star game as I was. All right, so we're even. So I just want to make sure we got that piece of news in because it is something that people have been curious about. Not, you know, I think they're they're exponentially more curious about who the third wide receiver is. <laughs> But they're still been curious about it because the the public address announcer is part of your game day experience at Beaver Stadium, and so that part I understand. But getting me to evaluate how good they are, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't hear them. I mean, it's it's like background noise. It's just like listening to the crowd sing Sweet Caroline. They, you know, they may be singing Sweet Caroline, but you know, Jack and I are talking about what they need to do on third down. <laughs> so it's there, but, you know. Okay. Right. 570-743-9565. Matt wants to guillotine the career of Larry Anderson. It's just another one of those sad moments. And so far, the emails are leaning in Matt's direction. They all come from the exact same email address, which appears to be yours. (laughs) We'll come back with more in a moment. Here on uh, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Welcome back. Matt wants to baseball bat the career of Larry Anderson. Or he wants to give him broadcasting lessons. So far, our feedback has been on Matt's side. And I said we'd open it up to the audience, 570-743-9565. 570-743-9565. Matt now feels emboldened by the groundswell of support. <laughs> a little bit, not going to lie. Yeah.
Uh, Scott Fransky, of course, is the rock of Gibraltar. Brilliant. Uh, love how he calls the game. Understands the moment. Um, and comes through in a big way. And uh, But the question is about Larry. As one listener pointed out, they feel because Larry has more airtime now with Kevin Franson not around. Now he's only Larry's now only he's only doing the home games now, right? Yeah, he only does the home games and he he traveled during for the road playoff games last year, but right. he only he's only been doing the home schedule for the last several years now. Yeah. And then the the away uh, color analysts are like a host of different people. My favorite, who I think should be the permanent guy, is Ben Davis. But I know he also does studio work for NBC Sports Philly. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But I like Ben Davis a lot. That'd be my guy. Okay. So, there is the. Uh, it's up to you, the fans. I mean, what do you think? Five seven zero seven four three nine five six five. Larry's still your guy, or are you with Matt? That it is time to change up. And so far, the votes have been on the change-up side. Hmm. There'll be a point, Matt, in your career where the same kind of program will talk about whether you should be farmed (laughs) out. I'm sure it will at some point. Based on the note here, it could be sooner rather than later. No. <laughs> oh, my almighty! <laughs> yeah, boy. All right. And we'll also talk about whether Shohei Otani. I, I do not, I'm not going to sit there and pretend I have any knowledge of anything with Shohei Otani, I'm not going to pretend I have any knowledge of what kind of relationship he has with the front office of the Angels. I just don't know. I'm just going to give you my opinion based on history about what they should or should not do. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Almost Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. Next hour, more of your feedback on Larry Anderson on the Phillies Network. Shohei Otani being traded. Not yet, but should he be? And... Neil Kulong, 
Chris Mack on tomorrow's show. Then we'll delve into NASCAR with Ben May, the CEO of Pocono. Phil Steele on Monday. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK.